recorded this bonus episode with Rachel Ann Adams when she visited St. Louis in November 2018 as a part of the St. Louis International Film Festival. Releasing it for you today to celebrate the great news that the film Parallel Chords can be seen in select theaters in Los Angeles. We talk with Rachel about being an actress, her leading role in Parallel Chords, and her future plans. We know you're going to love her as much as we do after listening to this bonus episode. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, go see Parallel Chords on the big screen while you can. Support indie filmmakers and support female directors. Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Emily, how are you? Hello, Michelle. Long time no see. I know. It's just been, what, 48 hours? It's been too long. It does. <laughs> it really is. Someday we'll have our own 24-hour channel. Right. And then we just never have to stream. leave. And we can, like, always be talking to each other. That, right. that would be ideal for everybody, I'm sure, out there in listener land. Uh, imagine all the wine consumption we'd have to plan for. Oh, I think I would have to be on the, uh, the organ transplant for livers right now. I need to put myself on that right now. But yeah. Anyway, we were yes. here just a couple hours ago. Yeah, which which is you know usually we like to have a, a week in between our sessions, mm-hmm. but um, the uh, occasion arose for us to get in here a little sooner because a very special friend and guest is in town from New York City, and she's only here for a couple of days. So I thought, oh. We've got to take advantage of, of this opportunity and welcome Rachel Ann Adams to our table. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Hi thank Rachel. you, guys. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for making time for us today. We really appreciate please, it. Please, please. This I can't imagine doing anything better right now. This is perfect. Than sharing a <laughs> bottle of wine with a couple of girlfriends. Seriously. And talking about stuff. Then talking about stuff, clearly speaking. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, just background for our listeners and Michelle is aware, but um, our, our listeners might not know how we know Rachel Ann. This uh, this um, introduction actually goes back two years to when Michelle and I actually met. We all met on set at Parallel Chords, the film. What? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's, like, she's like, wait a second. I didn't realize no, that. You, you know what you're going to say next? Oh, you guys were those extras that were mm-hmm. so good that like we've now like created a whole new class of extras. Oh, yeah. People... You defined the term background actor. Yeah. No longer extras. You made background actor. Yeah. Right. So. yeah. Right. We aren't in the background. We are. Yes. Yeah. People, yeah. people, you know, they, we are who they look up to. And when they want to be an extra or a background <laughs> actor in a film, they're like, oh, let us watch Parallel Chords and watch Michelle and Emily and see how they watch yeah. that guy play that music. Let's watch them walk up and down those stairs. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember that day? <laughs> I do remember that day. I actually wasn't on set you that weren't. day. Yes. But I remember not being on set that day. It was yes. one of my Your few days. days off to just kind of run around and experience St. Louis. But you were but. on set the next day when we were having a cocktail party up in the upper level. Yes. Right. Yes. And so Mike yes. Dowdy yes. Windsor, who was the guy with the wine glass. Oh, okay, so now listen, funny. listen, everybody out there, because I know you're going to go watch it. He gives me... The wine glass. So now you'll be able to like, oh, there's Michelle. Mm. I mean, it's really brief. 
It's really brief, but you know, if you if you look for my face. So <laughs> Rachel is far it. more than an extra in this film. She is the key actress in this film. And I, I know that Michelle, you haven't had a chance to actually see it yet. I, have I've you? only seen the bits and pieces on YouTube. Oh, and it I know. is compelling. I've heard wonderful mm. things. I'm gonna be out of town when it premieres this weekend at St. Louis International Film Festival. When it aired or what we did it mm-hmm. several months ago mm-hmm. i was out of town so i just think i have to go and look for the next festival well, it's at and just we'll make a road trip a special screening just for oh just, just for, for me well yeah. you know I, I i need to find background actor and i'm sure for any amount of money they would air it you know oh. if i wanted to do that oh yeah oh yeah we'll get a sponsor on that i'm about it so yeah. let's um, let's go back to the beginning where we always like to go. In the beginning of an episode, we like to talk about the wine that we are going to be sharing. Okay. Structure. So we yes, try to keep let's some structure here. Yeah. Reel it back for just a second so that we can share with our guests what we're drinking, and then they can, of course, grab their bottle, open it, and share it along with us. So um, I asked Rachel very specifically, "What kind of wine do you like?" And um, she shared her favorite is. Sauvignon Blanc. That's right. So I called my friends at the wine merchant. I was like, okay, guys, I need a Sauvignon Blanc, but I do not want anything too tart because that's not the way I like Mm -hmm. to go. I want something beautiful and flowery and pretty and elegant, some minerality, something that tastes like it's from the Loire Valley, something like Mm. that. And they said, "Mm, I have just the thing for you. It is Sauvignon. It's from Terrain, which is like near that area of uh, Loire Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, Domaine Plouzeau. And I have to say, I think it lives up to everything they said it would be. It's quite delicious. What do you ladies think? I mean, it's a party in my mouth. It's everything <laughs> I could ask for and then some. I love it. That's fabulous. It's that's fantastic. Fabulous. Yeah, party in, in your mouth. Your mouth. Mm-hmm. I You're think, welcome, uh, and I'm sorry for that. No, no that's perfect. <laughs> no, no. Michelle, you know. I usually describe like what pair of panties I would want to be wearing while I'm drinking the wine. Oh. But party in your mouth is, is, is good also. This is very, very light. I mean, it. It's a very light pair of panties. Like, I was going to say, like, what panties would you wear? Like, barely there. Like, barely there. Like, you okay. know, something that you can't even tell that you have your panties on because they, you know, like they're a just seamless panties. a second skin kind mm, of panty today. Mm. Yes. And it is, I mean, we do have a little warmer day today in St. Louis. It's not necessarily a sundress kind of day, mm. but... Um, Get down you know. with the microfiber. I'm about it. I'm about it. Absolutely. It's very delicious. I'm getting really pretty flowers and kind of a peach... Mm-hmm. Kind of stone fruit thing. Yeah. And, yeah. So not just a white pair of panties, but something that's a lot of flowers on it yeah. and some color, so like a garden. Delicate. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. something feminine and pretty. I like it. Yeah. Some panties on there. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So, so, Rachel, um, tell us a little bit about what what was the experience like of being a part of this film project, Parallel Chords, and... You know, what's what's been happening since this project? Yeah, well, um, working on Parallel Chords has been a marathon in a really amazing way in the sense that Catherine, the writer and director, we met when I was maybe like 15 or 16. She did a show in the Catskills upstate where I'm from, upstate New York, and just kind of we hit it off right off the bat and she told me she was working on a project and then... When I was in my early 20s, we made a short version, which was my first real piece of anything on film that anybody really saw. So it was a crazy learning experience just 
being an actor on film at all, let alone the protagonist having to like carry a story. But I mm-hmm. think my stage training really, really helped um, with just awareness, spatial awareness, all that kind of stuff. But then the feature was, I mean, well, it's yeah. been two I don't years. even know where to start. Yeah. I mean, first off, living in St. It felt like living in St. Louis for a month was fantastic. And I really fell in love with this city and specifically like the art and music mm-hmm. and film scene. You I just, made a lot of friends and I connections too, I made a lot too, of friends. Right? I feel like when I come back every time, it's like a home away from home, mm-hmm. nice, you know, nice. and I am hoping to just keep coming back as often as I can to keep doing meaningful work mm-hmm. with the people that I'm lucky enough to meet here. St. Louis is amazing. When, when did you realize that you wanted to be an actress? That's a really tricky question. Um, Or when did you realize you wanted to be a paid actress? (laughs) (laughs) I think I realized, um, so I went to school for musical theater at college. Um, So when I was in high school, I very much, even before that, when I was like 11 or 12, I got cast in a production of Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. And it was my first time actually having to like audition competitively for a role. And I got cast as little Alice because, you know, she grows and she shrinks. Um, and it was like a bug, like a really good stomach bug that I cannot beat. Um, I was telling Emily before, I'm kind of like a renaissance man in the sense that I've always been really into like athletics as a child. I'm a musician and a singer as well. I write. So I feel like I've always known that I want to be an artist. I just didn't know for certain which path would work out for me necessarily or fulfill me. Um So I think I really got a clear direction that not only acting, but acting in film is Mm -hmm. really the the path for me after I saw Parallel Chords for the first time. I'm just, I'm thinking about your character in that movie. I mean, I I can see how much it actually resembles you. Yeah. Because your character is, you know, has great talents in, as a musician and Mm -hmm. being encouraged to explore that, yet... Um, you have this desire to pursue other artistic exactly. sides of yourself. And so, I, yeah, I can see how deeply you could relate to that character. Yes. Do you find that you always, is it more interesting to play a role where you um, r- relate to a character? Do you feel more connected in that way? Or do you think it's more interesting to play somebody that is outside yourself mm-hmm. where you have to really learn about who that person is? Yeah, I mean... I tend to enjoy the characters that are as far away from my reality as possible. (laughs) Um, However, I mean, I feel like we're all the same. So I love playing those characters that aren't on the surface close to me at all because then I can find how I connect to them. Mm. And I really enjoy starting from scratch and like going through the whole process of figuring out who that person is and it's easier to have a blank slate when it's someone a little bit further away from me. Um, With this character in Parallel Chords, it's interesting because, I mean, Catherine cast me because there were similarities, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I felt like as I grew up, I really, really, like, am not similar to Jacqueline anymore. Mm -hmm. But then more people see it, they're like, oh, you totally are. (laughs) (laughs) You totally are. So it's just really interesting. I I love playing every part, but I do tend... Mm -hmm. I like to be somewhat crazy. What <laughs> was maybe the most difficult thing that you've had to portray 
uh, either an experience or, um, you know, something that, yeah, a role. Or yeah. What's the most difficult thing that you had the hardest time connecting with that you really had to um, get in the mindset? Yeah. Um, other than playing violin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ever. yeah. Yeah. Just the physicality of that. Um, so you were, uh, you were acting at that yes, point in time? Yes. Wow. I can act like I can play violin. Very good. Um, <laughs> thank Very you. Very good. Um, but, uh, I would say uh, the most challenging thing that I've come across yet would probably be the tree scene. I, the that's in my, it haunts me. Too me. scene. Yeah. It haunts me too. And yeah. I feel like. I went through a lot making this film. I mean, there's a lot of emotional. It's it's an emotional film, and and as the the, the protagonist, you just you feel her. So mm-hmm. when I'm around people who love me, I have a really hard time watching it. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. that scene in particular, it's it's it, it was very challenging on so many levels, and it just got more and more challenging. The, yeah. the, the more time that went by, the more I processed it. You mean after filming yeah, it? Yeah, it was like, it was something that like in the moment I was like, okay, I'm an actor. This is what I'm doing because that's who I am. I'm right. just like, I'm Jacqueline. I'm going, this is what's happening. Let's go. But then as time processed, it it really, that was one of those things that I, I didn't want to particularize something from my life, mm-hmm. you know? So I think the process of dealing with that scene it has been the you, most difficult thing I've ever done. It was like you had been raped yeah. yourself. And the poor guy who did it is like the nicest guy yeah. in the world. But, um, and then watching it, like, yeah, I, I'm sure, I mean, at the showcase, I couldn't I stop. Remember. I couldn't talk. Yeah. Like, Allison's like, Rachel, tell us a story. And I'm like the biggest goofball. And I'm just like, I can't. I'm just like crying because yeah. I just, it, it really messed with me. But, um, that's the process and the practice, you and know? that's the, what happens to most victims. Yeah. It really messes with them. Yeah. So I mean, I think the fact that you carried that away with you from performing the scene is a testament to that you were you were there. It was yeah. it was your heart that was in the scene, not yeah. not uh, you know Rachel playing somebody else. No, yeah, in the scene. So it that's, was it was a really and then the more people that come up to me and talk to me about it because Catherine and I were both speaking about it. We didn't expect it to be such a running current for people in the film, um, but it but, is. Well, in the light of today's it environment, is. yes, it, it wouldn't because of Me Too. It is going to be out there, and people yeah. are going to recognize it. And we're developing a dialogue and vocabulary to even yeah. talk about it and process it. If this had been made six years ago, ten years ago, it may have been oh, just that's just the rape scene. We'll move yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever you know, no. just the rape yeah. scene. Just the rape yeah. scene. Yeah. So I think I mean, it's meant to be that right. it it has had that effect on people and. Like I said, if I can make anyone not feel alone, mm-hmm. the fact that women come up to me, it's <laughs> a lot of responsibility yeah. on your shoulders for it too. And they come yeah. up and want to talk about it. Yeah, interesting. it's, it's always interesting. a, it, that was, I think so far the most difficult thing I've ever done. <laughs> what was that like for your parents to see that? Well, my, my dad still hasn't seen it. <laughs> I, um, I, I make jokes and I'm going to make like a bird call from the back when they need to like <laughs> exit the theater or just like put their head between their knees. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was inconsolable after the film 
But with all fairness, my mom is inconsolable if I sing happy birthday to her. <laughs> so she's just like the sweetest, most majestic thing. She's going to be inconsolable yeah. after this podcast. Yes. Too, oh, God. She? Yeah. oh, God. You're going to have Sorry, to mom. give her some self-love and like, maybe take her to dinner or something. There you go. You know, after there she you go. An this. excuse to hang out with mom. Yeah. But um, my mom and my stepdad did a really good job of handling it, I think, because I prepared them since day one. Okay. I prepared them and they've been preparing themselves because, I mean, my mom and I are so in tune that she just knew that acting was going to be my path and that there's always going to be a chance for something going to, something's going to happen that's going to make you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, So they handled it really well, you know, all things considered. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's of course, they're still processing you faking You're... the violin part of it. <laughs> I know, so, right? You know, they're, they're like, like oh, you know, wow. gosh, you know, what else has she been faking in her life? Seriously. <laughs> they Seriously. Don't know about. Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> is she our kid? Let's is double she? check. Let's do some ancestry DNA right? on her and make sure she has our DNA. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think this might be a good time for us to take a brief little pause and refresh our glasses as we dive into more conversation. That awesome. All right. Um, this is, I just have to say again, what a fantastic choice of wine from the wine merchant and what a fantastic choice of guest today, I Emily. Know. I'm just Isn't so she glad. Fabulous. So glad that you guys fabulous. kept in touch over yeah, all this time and too. then uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're available to come meet with us today. So Rachel, you know, you talked about acting and uh, d- identifying that part of you growing up, but what aspects of you are things that people don't necessarily know about? Do you like to take walks in nature barefoot you know like what are some (laughs) that's one of many things (laughs) right one of many things what other passions do you have yeah I mean um other than the performing arts I I love traveling um I was just telling Emily last summer I went to Thailand and India and that was really life-changing I think it kind of started my senior year of high school I decided to skip my senior trip and go to Costa Rica instead with a whole <laughs> other school I was like why would I go to Washington DC and why would I spend this money to get a car when I'm going to move to New York okay. so I think that's when I got that bug so I love traveling I love experiencing different cultures and that was just for personal travel too like yeah I mean I went with another school because I studied Spanish all the way in th- India I mean oh India yeah yes yes that was India personal. was okay so basically my boyfriend kind of surprised me and was like we're going to Asia in two weeks and I had a friend in Bangkok and okay. he had a friend in southern India and we just decided to go see our old friends and then I actually took that whole summer off to be a kid, um, which is, I can't, I've been working since I was young, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, well, someone has to, yes, someone's got to do <laughs> someone's it. Someone's got to do it. I mean, we appreciate you actually doing <laughs> that so you. that we can sit back and, you know, and drink our wine and, yes, and look fabulous, <laughs> look fabulous um, every day. But yeah, so I, I took a whole summer off to just kind of travel and sounds kind of cheesy but find myself and um i went to a bunch of music festivals i i'm kind of big in the burner community you know Mm. i'm big big into like bartering and trading i make jewelry oh Um, are you wearing any of your jewelry i am actually this is a herkimer diamond oh my oh i have a herkimer diamond they're fantastic yeah i don't have a herkimer diamond i have no idea what a herkimer diamond is it's it's 
it looks like a diamond, uh-huh. but it's technically not. It's just like a really shiny metaphysical stone. And, and yeah. isn't it from a specific part of New York? It's from Herkimer, <laughs> yes. which is about, uh, I want to say like an hour away from where I grew up. Mm. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Everything's at least an hour. So yeah. um, it's cool. It's like a piece of home piece of my love yeah you know. oh how nice yes. so did you take some of your jewelry with you on your trip and use that as currency yes oh that is amazing so what 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 did like what is something that you got for your jewelry in exchange um food Ooh. alcohol <laughs> very well i wonder if we could use uh, there you that go. To, <laughs> well we're gonna have to just go with our voices yeah. you know i'd be like well i can just keep talking to you until you like you know relent there you go it's yeah. a trade it's a trade but i think the the most rewarding thing that i get in trade if i ever i usually just give and it's going to come back in one way or another mm-hmm. with like this kind of stuff um but people trade actual artwork really i was at a show in colorado uh, at red rocks and I saw this this artist and he was holding a print and he had three left and it was just this crazy piece of modern like psychedelia that I've never seen like it was just so unique and I just like stood there everyone's <laughs> filing out and that venue's crazy you know it's like a mile of just people in bell bottoms and <laughs> wearing flower pants and I'm just sitting there like in awe of this piece and I didn't have any money on me at all, like at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm no cash. And he was like, well, do you have anything to trade? And so I got a a one of a kind piece, you know, kind of thing for something that I just, you know, traded. So, I mean, that kind of stuff is the whole point. And I think more people need to do that. I love that idea. I hate money. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think it would be so great if you could trade so many things. Yeah. You know, we you know somebody who's great at building pools would yeah. be great if like they could my dad always did that he's yeah. like he was such a handyman he can do he can fix anything so mm-hmm. the like neighbors would cook him dinner like bake yeah. him a pie oh i would totally cook a ton of dinners for a, a pool trade seriously <laughs> oh yeah that's a yeah. lot of dinners oh, yeah. that's a, a lot, lot of dinners, of dinners. Yeah. yeah probably for like the next five or six years three every, courses each every <laughs> yeah. night yeah but even Except, just like little things like i totally could use the expertise of a plumber right now yeah you know just like i i have this issue with the drain in my tub like it won't the little nozzle thing won't yeah. stay down oh. so like i have to hold it down to drain it like little things like that wouldn't it be great if i could just be like hey how about i you know yeah. well i give you or you could go to youtube and look up how I'm to fix that, that little thing on your faucet or on your drain i mean i'm telling <laughs> I you know i'm gonna do that i'm really i you know I, yeah. I haven't talked about my my little bit with the um with the chainsaw a couple weekends ago when i actually went and bought a chainsaw so i could cut up the tree in my backyard did you youtube how to use a chainsaw no, I just actually read the instructions that one time. Thankfully, I did because you're supposed to put some like chainsaw oil in the <laughs> compartment. And I was like, oh, I didn't buy that. So I went back to the store and got the chainsaw oil. But I was like, I am, I am woman. Here we It was a small tree. And it was a plug-in chainsaw. So it wasn't like it was the gas-powered one, you know, and I'm like walking around looking for a tree to cut down. But I felt quite Now you powerful. are, though. Now, now you're like, I've cut <laughs> oh, down one. But see, now, but see, now, I, now I have a skill I can trade, you know. You I'll be like, I'll cut that down there you for go. a pool. Yeah. Yeah. For a pool. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> hey, exciting. And then I also, trees. I love to power wash. So I love, I mean, mm-hmm. power washing mm-hmm. and chainsaw. You should do that. Yeah. Trade some goods and services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I just like to say about power washers? Let me oh, see yeah. if I can get this straight. <laughs> Why women love power washers? It's because we finally have something long and hard in our hands that 
gets things really clean. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. And now the I can add yes. the chainsaw. It vibrates as well. You know right. that cuts things up. But it's a vibe. It's an aggressive vibrating. Aggressive vibrations. Thing in our hands. It's very dangerous, though. <laughs> yes. Very. Yeah. Well, very. I, I, my my sons who were not home at the time did text me. Be careful, mom. So they, they were concerned. That's cute. Is That's that the sweet. first time that your sons have said, "Be careful, mom"? Are they? Is it now that dynamic shifting where they're like? Always worried about mom. When I tell them I'm going to the gro- the hardware store to buy a chainsaw, uh, well, be careful, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's an appropriate response. <laughs> they try. Oh, they're actually gosh. happy I got it and did all the work myself, so they didn't have to do it. So there you go. it's fine. But yeah, yeah. goods and services. Uh, we have. Uh, all, we should probably like put together a list of things we could trade. For yes, social media marketing. I know. <laughs> I know. We definitely need help there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want to, since we don't have that much more time left, because our wine, we are consuming it at a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to um, ask Rachel just another one more question before we wrap this up. And it's, um, what is the thing that right now you need in your career? Is there something that if you traded your Herkimer diamond, <laughs> maybe something, you know, what's the thing that you're looking for that can help you take that next step? Yeah, Um Representation. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think is that hard to figure out and navigate? Yeah. I mean, mm. it's it's no walk in the park. Um, I think the more success Parallel Chords has, the more success I will have, and the more work that I just keep putting together. I have done a few other shorts in New York. I just need to piece together a reel with some diversity, and I know that's the first step to submitting to and I have some people that I've been like oh contact my agent and Mm -hmm. I have reached out to certain people but with no response you know so Mm -hmm. um first step is getting that reel together and making it proper and Mm -hmm. then I have something to show for myself other than do you have mentors that are helping you like navigate this process um yeah I mean I have Bjorn Oh, yeah. He's so Bjorn great. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I have been a terrible fake daughter and have not called him in too long. And I love you, Bjorn, Bjorn and I'm really sorry. So Life a little background. Crazy. Bjorn is also in Parallel Chords, plays her father. Yes. A tremendous actor. He would fantastic. probably text you to be careful if you had a chainsaw. Yes. <laughs> he loves you that he much. Would. He, he would. would text you. He yeah. would. And yeah. he has offered to help me it's we are on opposite coasts Mm. so you know um he's fantastic um I have a few friends in Brooklyn um that are not as much of a mentor as much as a support system and Mm -hmm. we're all kind of doing our own thing and but similarly so their success inspires me and vice versa and we just kind of help build each other up but I don't have like I don't have that one mentor, that, mm-hmm. that one person. I, I went to school for performing, so I, I guess I should have retained more about this process. But I guess I just never thought that the mm-hmm. business side would be so hard yes. because I'm just so wrapped up in the technical aspects of like yeah. being an actor, being a musician, being a dancer, you know, that kind of stuff. So now that it's that point, it's 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 well. We went uh, we went to a conference last week that was really awesome. It was uh, 
350 women in entrepreneurship, mm. and the conversation of mentorship was a frequent conversation. And a, a constant thread throughout that conversation was, you know, these women who are highly successful said, I've never turned somebody down who contacted me and said, I'd love to learn from you. Yeah. You just have to be organized in what it is you want to learn. Yeah. So I would just encourage you to target a couple amazing women out that, you know, are um, ahead of you yeah. in their career to reach out to. And then, of course, we'll also put the word out there for you as well, that you are interested in finding um, a, a awesome, empowered woman, yeah. actress to help I, mentor you. I think yeah. it's it's not um it's not unique the struggles of oh. uh, beginning whether sure. you're a beginning podcast with an author, uh, a musician, anything like that. And it's kind of like navigating the business side. It can yeah. can take away some of the passion of actually doing your art. So I hope and my and pray that you always retain the passion for your art, Thank and we you. can always talk business. Thank you. And if you come back when you can make some time, we'll get you know I, get you back I'll in. I'll hit you up. Yeah, way more in advance. Well, we'll I'll try to actually plan. Okay, <laughs> we'll carve out a little bit more time. We'll still drink and bring a bigger yes. bottle. We'll bring a bigger <laughs> bottle. <laughs> One for each of us. Yes. Oh, that would be a fantastic oh, show. But it oh, was really boy. really great having you on and uh, making you. time today. Um, yes, here on Clearly you. Speaking, thank the podcast. Thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm sorry you won't be there, but, you know, I'll I see will be you there Saturday, on Saturday at 1 p.m., guys. Come do you to want, the Tivoli Do you want me theater. to go ahead and sign my autograph for you now? Please. Okay, I thought so. Please. You know, background actor. If you have a marker, you could sign my bra, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what Michelle does. Chainsaws, power washers, and I sign bras. <laughs> I'm, I'm the trifecta. I'm a triple threat in this industry. I love it. So uh, follow us on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Subscribe to our podcast. We are also now available on, on Google Play. We're on like Play. everything that awesome. possibly is known to man on podcasts. And like us, tell your friends about us. And uh, five stars, like we're your Uber driver, okay? All right. And we will, we will see you next time here <laughs> on Clearly you. Speaking. Thank you for joining us. Ciao. Hey, Emily, we have some great news for our listeners. I know. I'm so excited. It's almost like how excited I am for the wine part, but even more so. Right, right. Because we are going to combine Clearly Speaking the Podcast along with our favorite sexual health expert, Dr. Becky Lynn, combine it all into an evening called Adult Bedtime Stories. It is like a fabulous idea and we're so thrilled to be able to bring it to St. Louis. Yeah. This is going to be a live event that we invite people to come and share erotic readings, tell personal stories, engage with a very intimate crowd, and even ask questions you can ask those questions um, in person or if you want to write them down anonymously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a really cool event. And uh, the first one is August 29th at Apotheosis Comics from 7 to 9 p.m. Yes. And guess what it's called? Oh, my God. I wish I knew that. Actually, I got that wrong, didn't I? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you correct me, Michelle? <laughs> it's called the big, oh, my God, I wish I knew That's that. That's right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Emily has orgasms on the brain. (laughs) (laughs) She usually gets a little tongue tied when when she's thinking (laughs) orgasms. That's Uh, right. So we're going to be answering questions, things like um, why is it that some people 
like have orgasms when the wind blows, while other people have difficulty orgasming. Or have never orgasmed yet. Right. Or maybe even lose their orgasm. How frustrating is that? It's why do you ask me? <laughs> it's not like that. But the thing is, is that um, having Dr. Becky Lynn there to answer the questions, I mean, there's some science behind mm-hmm. uh, like sex. So, you know, to get to get to that level and, and it's going to be a small event. It is limited. Uh, right. You definitely have to get your tickets on our Eventbrite and our and or our Facebook page. They're all interlinked. Um, it is $20 admission and uh, we, the seating is limited so don't wait for this to pass you by. Right and make sure to come with your clothes on. We do encourage nudity anywhere where it's acceptable and especially in the home. However for this event it is a clothes on kind of affair. We appreciate the decorum of our <laughs> listeners and the people coming to to uh, hear us for the first time and it is it is an all-inclusive uh, event. It Absolutely. is not a women's only or a men's only or, you know, it's everybody's welcome. You just have mm-hmm. to make sure you get your ticket and uh, since it is a ticketed event. So if you have any questions, you have to email us at adultbedtimestories1 And that's gmail.com. a number one yeah, at the end so of that. adultbedtimestories1 at gmail.com. Otherwise, we look forward to seeing you guys, everybody in St. Louis that can come. Get your ticket, and we'll see you on the 29th of August. Looking forward to it.